of the real. Take heed that no man deceive you. Okay. Good morning. Yeah, it is morning. It's Tom Richardson with a special guest. Removing Confusion podcast on May the 29th, 2021. It seems almost a sin to cut in on that guitar solo. We'll just bring him down a little bit like we have been. That's right. I said we have a special guest again today because... I think people like hearing somebody besides me talk. I know I enjoy having this guy, my friend Mike Lyons, with me. Uh, We're going to cover some things today that are a little bit heavy. Um, I think that both of us are are starting to grow a lot passionate (laughs) passionate about. And it's not guitar playing. We're going to talk about lies, and uh, it's it's kind of funny. I started out with the idea of bringing Mike on to talk about critical race theory, which we are going to cover in depth in a little bit, and then I started looking around it, it this morning on the internet, and I came up with, good Lord, there's all kinds of stuff that we can talk about, and we may go longer than normal long as Mike has time, we're going to do it. Mike, come on in. Hey, Tom. There you are. Good to be with you. Yeah, thank you. for Good, for, good to have you too, brother. Uh, we're, we're going to discuss some things real briefly at the beginning, and we're going to throw some Bible verses to you so that uh, you don't think that we've lost it all. The one, the one I want to toss out in, in the beginning and just, you know, uh, is Second uh, Timothy chapter three and verse number thirteen, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving, and being deceived. Now, I have said over and over again that on this program that is the one thing that I'm trying to cut through, or I should say, we are is deception. There's too much of it. There's, I mean, deception everywhere and. Uh, my my new friend Leo that we had on the other day brought out something that, you know, even in the church, he calls it the deep church, just like deep state, deep, deep church, is you have pastors who have decided to be so sold out into the mainstream politics that they can't even separate themselves from it and encouraging people to take that so-called gene agent called a vaccine because jesus would tell you to do it what a what a load and we're not even going to go down that i I don't know i don't know that we're going to talk a a whole lot at all about the big v we're going to try to steer away how's that sound to you mike hey that's good for me i uh i titled my little thing here for us to talk about today we like say we're we're going to stick mostly to the critical race theory i'm not i'm not really spoiling the show am i no uh 2021 the year of lies i'm going to just throw some things out mike if you want to jump in you just jump in on top of me but here's here's a here's a quote 
that came out of World War II. If you repeat a lie, uh, if you repeat a lie enough, it will be accepted as truth. Big lies, big lies are easier to push than the smaller ones. That was Joseph Goebbels that said he and he was the Nazi propagandist of World War II. It worked for let them. Me, Go on, let Mike. me jump in here. You're talking about that, and I mentioned this in my last, actually, in my last podcast. Um, you look at the media, especially here in the U.S. Media is probably a, they're definitely not journalists because they're just espousing a bunch of uh, of their own opinions, which is directly tied into whatever they're told to spew. It's a term uh, like vaccine. Yeah, but but they repeat the same stuff over and over and over and over again because, like you said, if you hear something enough, some people are eventually going to just start believing it because it's a subconscious thing. You, you hear it, it's it's like a uh, Pavlov's dog. You know, when they ring the bell, the dog knows that it's going to get a treat. So after a while, every time it hears a bell ring, it's waiting for a treat. It's exactly like that, and sadly. Most people don't stop and think and say, wait a minute here. This doesn't make any sense. What are they talking about? And half the time, the stuff that they're spewing is just lies or it's designed to specifically create in us some action that they want us to do or what they don't want us to do. I'll, I'll tell you something. Um, we talked about this, I think, the last time you were on about the Sinclair soldiers, and that is the media. How, yeah. you know, they ha there's a video, and if, if there's anybody listening, and we're going to push this to everybody we can, of course, you've got to see this video. It's on YouTube. It's called Sinclair's, I have it right here, Sinclair's Soldiers in Action, I think. And mm -hmm. it, Sinclair's the, the company that owns like 800 different media outlets across the United States and how they right. mimic each other. You know, and the big one was what, Mike? Um, this is dangerous to our democracy. Yes. You know, this is what they say all the time. <laughs> yeah. The, and it, it's everything. Like, everything that they dis disagree with is dangerous to our, quote, democracy. Well, first of all, we live in a constitutional republic. We don't Amen. live in a democracy. So let's get that right first. But the way schools are going right now, they're definitely not teaching that. No. And, and, you know, you, you, you keep hearing that word, democracy, democracy, and democracy. When you look at mm -hmm. the nations that we have the most problem with uh, have always had that term in their, uh, in their uh, Democratic People's Republic of North Korea. Mm -hmm. Democratic People's Republic used to be the DRPC, Democratic People's Republic of China. Mm -hmm. Do they still use that? I don't think so. I but, think it's just the People's Republic. Yeah, uh, yeah. They like they took the Democrat out. Uh, Vietnam had it. Um, you know, then you get over in the Middle East, and it becomes the Islamic Brotherhood of Iran or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, we are not strictly a democratic. We use the the you know the ancient Greek democratic. Uh, foundation of election and uh, uh, people's 
right to speak, but let me tell you something. People do not have the right to speak anymore. Uh, yeah, no, I, you'll be canceled. No, and I, I'm very close. I was telling your Mike earlier off air that, you know, I was, I had a, I'll tell you the story. It's really quick. I had a, on Facebook, which I don't know why I'm still on there, except that there's, there's friends of mine that I'm, that still get the podcast through there. So that's where, uh, that's about all I put up. But my, my memory thing came up and it showed a picture of Fauci and Gates walking together and had some, you know, somebody type the words in there about how these guys are getting rich off the vaccine and, you know, all that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And now Facebook is showing me that I put this up a year ago. This is a memory. They could have, they could have blanked that out and I'd have never known it, but they put it up there and I thought, you know, I'm going to share it again. And I went to share it and they came up with a big block. And I don't know if I I sent this to you on the uh, MeWe page or not, Mike, but it, it, it came up and in, in layman's terms, basically it says, if you share this, you you will have restrictions put on your account about what you are allowed and what people will see. Now, I only have 502, I believe, so-called friends on Facebook. Now, some of those are friends, you know, people I actually know, people that I've, I interact with regularly. Uh, but 502, am I, are you so worried that I'm going to sway them 500 people? to my side on the vaccine and some of them already took it mm-hmm. you know i'm just trying to let them know that you probably killed yourself when you did but. well you saw that recently just this week project veritas and james o'keefe had a whistleblower and it used to be when if you were a whistleblower and you were respected and people said oh well that's really you know brave of them to to blow the whistle on something that's going on that's you know, not on the up and up, but, um, this guy, uh, blew the whistle on Facebook that they were censoring any comments, any posts related to the vaccine that were negative. And they used their algorithm to do that, to censor people so that it wouldn't be seen. Number one, number two, I'm sure that they blocked people or sent them off the Facebook jail or whatever they do. Um, but this guy turns out, he was on, uh, I, I think it was Tucker Carlson, or it might have been Hannity. Some Fox he was on show. both. Yeah. And they brought this guy in, and they said, you know, we're going to place you under suspension. And they had the armed security, and they walked him out. And basically, under the guise of saying, we need to review some stuff, blah, blah, blah. And they fired him yep. on the spot. And that's because he exposed them. And they eventually came around and admitted what they were doing. But we've known for a long time that Facebook has been doing this stuff. So it's not new. You know, you wonder why you surf your your feed and you only see the same eight people posting stuff every day. And you wonder, okay, what happened to the other three, four, five hundred thousand people that that I had that I'm connected to? I'm not seeing any of their stuff. Are they off here? You go and you do a little search and you look and you find out they've been posting stuff every day. Mm Mm-hmm. I didn't know if they were dead or alive and then they were posting stuff all the time, but I never saw it because they chose what they wanted me to see. I rarely even read anything on there that much anymore. And like I say, I, I, I've used it as a platform, uh, for, for my own self shameless self promotion. But, uh, you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. I, I, I you and I both, 
podcast and you and I, neither one, the, uh, you're not getting any enumerations for it, you no. know, money wise. I mean, we can do it if we want to, but I don't, I'm, I haven't done it. And I've told people, I say, you know, when I have somebody on like, like Leo was the other day and, and, uh, Dr. Merritt a month or so back, you know, go out there and, and give them, you know, if you think I'm worth five bucks or whatever, give it to them instead. Mm-hmm. You know, cause I don't, you know, no, if 400 people gave me five bucks, I'm not going to yell, but I don't even make it available how to do it. You know, so don't yeah. worry about it. Right. But you know, I'm just making a little joke there, but, um, you know, there's people that are, that are trying to give out the truth on a lot of things. And they're being like the the new word is deplatformed and well, uh, shut down and, and shut up and whatever else. It is the trampling of our Bill of Rights. It's the trampling of the Constitution. The, the new thing, Tom, is I don't think it's really new. If you disagree with somebody, you don't have a conversation about it. You don't discuss the ideas and, and, you know, agree to disagree or look at the other person's perspective and see where they're coming from. Back in the old days, you used to see that a lot where people would disagree with one another politically or whatever, and they could continue to be friends. But now, if I disagree with you, I'm going to shut you down. You have no right to say that. I will do what I can to blacklist you. I will go after you and your employment, the insurance companies that that uh, that you may be subscribed to, whatever the, the banks that you may take loans from. I have to stop you because I have no argument against whatever you're saying. And the, when they have no argument against the truth, that's what they do. They just shut you down. First Amendment freedom of speech is dead here's here's the thing and mike's talking about something on a much more broader scale like even the little guy going up against the dogs like facebook and i shouldn't say dogs because we love dogs the uh snakes face that that are facebook and twitter but even normal one-to-one people i'm telling you the world has changed people are changing with it and not for the better. And, I, and you know, maybe it was the Holy Spirit that led me to read that. It wasn't me. I'm not that bright to read that passage of Scripture at the beginning. And it says evil men will get worse and worse. But I'm going to tell you something. There's a touch of evil in all of us, whether we want to admit it or not. We have every human has the uh, inbred ability to commit murder. Now, mm-hmm. maybe you're not going to go out and just shoot somebody like a lot of the stuff we keep seeing every day, it seems like, again, because they're trying to do a gun grab. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I don't think everybody, ha- ha- well, you, know, you have the ability, you have the you you have that capability, let's put it that way, to, to commit murder. But there's other ways to commit murder. And one of the things, and I think if anybody that's listened to me, Mike, and I, prob- I, I, I hope you've heard me say it, is uh, bearing false witness. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the same thing as murder. You're murdering somebody's, um, sorry, I had to s- slip by the thing here a little bit. Uh, you're murdering somebody's uh, reputation. 
You're yeah. tearing them down just like this fella. He came out, told the truth. And if you have an inkling, just a one brain cell still working, you know Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and on and on are not your buddy. These people have more money if they combine themselves. Just those three that I mentioned, and actually Facebook and Instagram are owned by the same guy, I believe. Mm -hmm. So Zuckerberg and then you know crazy Jack that runs Twitter, they've got more money than nations in the world have. They probably got more than the United States does because well, we just keep printing fiat money that means nothing. They have real money. They have real resources, and they use them to squash everybody that comes out with a uh, that's against whatever their chosen thing is, you know. And let's let's just touch on a few of those while I caveated that climate change. Uh, yeah, you said it all. We don't, we're not even going to go into it, folks. It's stupid. Uh, I think Mike brought up the best one ever. It was in Second Peter. God's going to do climate change, and he's, it's not going to be change. It'll be global warming on a uh, dramatic, superiorly beyond even nuclear. Yeah, and you have to look that one up where he says the whole existence. I believe the entire universe is going to melt with a fervent heat. Uh, COVID. Talk about a milky way. <laughs> yeah, really. I like mine frozen. Um, okay. COVID, COVID is another, the, the, these are the lies that we, you know, uh, and, and we're just, we're, I, I told you we won't go deep into this because we want to get into that last one I'll hit on. But COVID, I mean, where did it come from? And it's coming out, and yet, you know, my wife and I watched Tucker this morning. We record it and watch it the next day, usually after we're having our toast or whatever. And, it, you know, it's like I say, it was kind of funny in a way that I sat down and started writing this thing out about lies, and then I went out and had my toast to watch Tucker. His whole show is about these lies mm-hmm. from last night. And mm-hmm. so I don't know if I'm thinking like him, and that could be scary in itself. Um but, you know, where did it come from? You try to tell people these guys are coming out and they're saying, you tell us. And they won't, you know, uh, line up three of the three people in the United States that are supposed to be in charge of our medical mess. Fauci, whatever that other dude's name is from the NIH, and, you know, Rachel Wellensky from the CDC. And they can't even tell you. They lie, I'm sure. But they can't even tell you how many people within their organizations have taken the experimental gene agent. Now, if it is, if this thing is so devastating, if it's so dangerous, the people at the CDC, don't you think 100% would have taken a shot? You would think. I mean, they're the kind of people who let the thing out in the first place. Not them specifically down in Atlanta, but a a lab the exact same kind in China. I bet they're all taking a shot there because you don't have a choice. It's China, by the way. Uh, uh, You know, where did it come from? How dangerous is the disease? And yet we've found out it's not as dangerous as they make it out to. Now, I think we have all can say we've lost somebody to it. It does kill. 
it is a disease you don't want to go through. But I'll tell you something. If you do go through it, you don't need the shot. If you have had COVID, do not let anybody stick their gene agent in your arm. You don't need it. Uh, and then of course, then there's the, what I just said, the experimental gene agents. Those are the things in COVID. Lie, 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 obfuscations, one after another. Sexual orientation, Mike? This is basic God-given biology. Genesis 1, he created, he created, I'm paraphrasing. I should know the verse by, by heart, but when I get wound up, you know how I get. He created man, he created woman, period, mm-hmm. not trans. We shouldn't even have this extra thing that they've thrown on. What do they got, 100 or something different it's genders you can crazy. call yourself sexual orientation you know and now look i understand from from forever onward we've had the uh problem with home, homosexuality or should i say problem i'll probably get the platform for that we've had the issue of homosexuality or uh, same sex attraction kind of thing. I don't know why. I don't. It doesn't. I don't, I'm. God has blessed me not to be that way. But you know, we're not trying to uh, de debase those people because you know whatever that causes that. Uh, DPM three, isn't it? Uh, the uh, medical, uh, the psychiatric medical thing. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. still called that a mental disorder, and then they had to change it because of political pressure. Political pressure causes things to change, not usually for a better result. All right, Mike, we're going to get uh, right to it. Critical race. Oh, you got something to say? Yeah, I just want to you know touch on those three things that you you mentioned here. Go for it, especially the last one. It's really simple when you look at it. Of course, you have to consider that a lot of people do not hold a biblical worldview. Oh. They don't know God. They don't want to know God. They don't believe in it. Anything, they don't believe in the Bible as inerrant, any of this. So, and it sounds so simplistic to say it this way, but it really is true. All of these things are just another rebellion against God, God's order, and I talked about it in my podcast, on authority. And when you have the ultimate authority, the creator of the universe and everything in it, man since the fall has done this through sin, continued to fight against God, and Satan just uses all of these different you know, things that are going on to separate man from God. I mean, if you want to boil it down to the very bare minimum simplistic way of saying it, that's, that's what it's all about. It's rebellion against God yeah. and his order. And uh, I think it's in First Samuel that uh, the, the line comes out that rebellion is the sin of witchcraft. Mm. But witchcraft's okay these days. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it has to be. Uh, <laughs> Uh, the we, I think you know uh, the 
in in Revelation, it talks about witches and sorcery and all that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And the word that's that's translated from the Greek into English is pharmakia or pharmakia or pharmakia. It's said all kinds of different ways, but we yeah. get the basics of it: p h a r m whatever mm-hmm. pharmaceuticals. Now, mm-hmm. folks, you know if you're taking pharmaceuticals like most of us are to hold ourselves together once you're post 50, you know, uh, if you're, you're taking, like I, I take sugar pills and, or, you know, diabetic medication, not as much as I'm supposed to, uh, but that's okay. That's on me. And I'm still here. Uh, you know, it's the, it's the stuff that alters your mind, you know, and even that, I mean, not that I promote Vicodin or any of the other, myriad of pain medications but if you get to the point where the pain is too much you know you're not taking it to alter your mind you're taking you're, you're taking it to alleviate some symptoms and usually because doctors don't know how to alleviate the symptoms anymore except through medication and well, there's and, a lot of money involved in oh that. good lord yeah billions billions and billions trillions probably even worldwide trillions and if you want to talk about what a lot of this COVID nonsense is, it's about follow the money trail. And I think we're going to see a lot of it come to light here, especially with the dealings that Fauci's had and has denied. Gates. And Gates. Yeah, both of them tied in together, you know. Yep. We'll see. It, it, it will come out. The truth will always come out. You might not. You might have to dig a little bit for it because you're not going to see it on the Alphabet Soup Network. No. But. Not you. Pro- you'd be lucky to see it on Fox, other than Carlson. And if he gets too too far out there, they're going to get rid of him, one way yeah. or another. They're, but he right now he's kind of like the superstar. Yeah, he's hot right now. But that's because there are people who are are turning to him and away from mm-hmm. even the guy that follows him every night. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Sean's all right, but Sean just says the same thing over and over and over again, expecting people to forget that he said it yesterday, and sometimes fifteen minutes ago. Uh, hey, let me tell you something, just to kind of a little levity here. Go for it. My wife and I, we play a game, and it's called, it's called uh, how many minutes into Hannity's show will he say that Biden is weak, frail, and struggling cognitively? <laughs> so we guess, okay, is it going to be the first two minutes, or is it going to take ten minutes? It's kind of a little game we play. I, I'd say the guy yeah. who picks the first two minutes wins almost every time. Yeah, now he's on this sippy cup thing. And, uh, so, <laughs> so we're gonna have to change our game. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta be, you gotta do stuff sometimes because if you just listen to it without, uh, you know, having a little fun with it, you'll, you'll go nuts. Let me just do this to you. You know, Sean, there's a couple things I want to say to Mister Sippy Cup. Number one. <laughs> That is the great uh, one, Mark Levin, yeah. and Mark is a good guy. I mean, he's he's he really you, uh, Mike Mike. I'm going to get con- get people confused. Mike, who we're talking to today, just did a really good podcast on anti-Semitism. Uh, Mark Levin, who is actually Jewish, uh, did uh, uh, probably eight or so minutes on uh, Hannity oh, yeah. the other night, and that's where I pulled that from. And that clip right there that I had, I was going to key up it on one of my solo projects here. He goes into the you know the the horrors and the and the 
just disgusting, I guess is a better word, mm-hmm. uh, the way that anti-Semitism is. You're, we're voting them in. Mm-hmm. You know, Talib, Rashid, or whatever her name, no, that's her first name, uh, yeah. the other one with the diaper Omar. on her head. Yeah, there you go. Ilhan Omar. Who, uh-huh. There's other ones. Too. Only in Minneapolis could she get elected, I think. Because yeah, of the Somalian population. Oh, gigantic. So, but then, you know, not far from where you're at, we won't disclose your, uh, di- your location to keep you safe. But Columbus, Ohio, gigantic uh-huh. amount of them. Now, Big, some of them, yeah. some of them are the, the, I don't know how we did this, but we actually brought some of them over that were, that were the persecuted Christians. Mm-hmm. But, uh, they used to run the airport. In, in Columbus, Port Columbus International Airport was run. I mean, not really, but you know they they worked they worked the checkpoint. Mm-hmm. You know, that's neither here nor there. But you know, so yeah, Mister Sippy Cup. <laughs> but you know, he he goes into that uh, in that clip with Sean. It was a lot of it was talking about um the that kind of stuff that. You know the, these people. You know what are we doing? You know what were what what were we thinking when we did it? <laughs> you know, right? And uh, you just can't make this stuff up. As much as you might want to say, well, this is just you know, nineteen eighty four. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, I, I'm, I'm still sleeping, and I'm just dreaming about the book, or I, or watch the movie, or listen to the audio book of George Orwell's 1984, and it's, I'm stuck in a dream loop. No, we're in it. I, I call Facebook the Ministry of Truth because if they don't like you, they don't like what you're saying, they'll, exp- they'll, you're gone. Poof. And what they do put up, they put up themselves or they promote people to put up. You know, if you ever read the book, you know, what's his name? Winston Smith. He works for the Ministry of Truth and he writes articles that reflect the truth of the day as Big Brother wants it. And the ones that that seem a little bit antagonistic towards Big Brother, he throws down the memory hole. Reread the book if you haven't been there. I'm 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 in the middle of like 16 different books that I'm trying to read to keep up with all the stuff that goes on, plus the articles and everything else, and the Bible. Oh boy, where were we, Mike? Did we make it to it? Critical race theory. Yeah. Now, first of all, let me say this, and I mean it. Neither one of us, Michael. Lions or I, Tom Richardson, are racist. We are not racist. Am I hundred percent on that one? We're not. I am accept everybody. I, I I speak to people of all colors. I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know. I I I I look at I look at it like this. First of all, to you know, and maybe this should be the last thing we say to put put the pin in the stupid balloon. But first of all, right off the get-go, God created man and woman, period, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't say God created man and woman of a specific race and they will run the whole thing. There's yeah. no mention of race in the Bible until about 
chapter 11. And then it's not really race. It's he separated them by their languages. And, you know, that if I start on that, we won't get to what we need to. But, you know. It's like I said before, there is one race, the human race. Right. That's it. And that's, that's where I, that's where Some I was headed. Some people look different. <laughs> Some yeah. people look different than other people. And, but, and and the thing of it is, is like 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 Tucker is always telling people when he brings them on. He, he even talked to this one. What is her? The diversity czar or whatever that Biden put in office. He's mm-hmm. done uh, recent interviews with her, and he he basically came right out and asked her. So you're saying that you're going to pick people by how they look and not what they're qualified to do. Mm-hmm. Would you have? Would you pick you know, his, his his analogy? Would you pick someone to fly you in a super jetliner? You know, whatever the biggest one is these days. The what is it? The six eighty six Airbus or whatever. Would you pick a guy be, on based on what he looks like or based on his credentials? And she's like, well, you know, we have to go by. We have to have diversity. So, you know, he might have been uh uh has has a license for a Cessna. So he is a pilot. But because he looks different than everybody else, we have to put him in the cockpit of this plane that's carrying four four hundred and fifty people. And we trust him because he's he looks different. We have to have that. It's it's the way we base things. What kind of world is that? But that's Re- not you recently Go ahead. The uh, the mayor of Chicago, oh, Lori Lightfoot. I'm going to mute. She uh, she recently came out and said that she is not going to do any interviews with anybody who's white or not uh, African American or or as they like to call it black or brown. And uh, she's already going to start seeing some lawsuits on it because some guy wanted to do an interview and he was rejected because of this. But you just see that the lunacy is infecting every single area of life today. And for some reason, I don't know why, can't imagine why it would be that this kind of stuff is even more pervasive in the blue states and the, uh, the left-wing run cities, New York City, Chicago, New York, LA, all these places. Huh, I wonder why that is. San Francisco. Yeah, don't forget there. I, 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 didn't, of, I didn't want you to forget that one. Home of Nancy Pelosi. Oh, good Lord. And Maxine Waters. Yeah, those and are the best and brightest. Kamala Harris. Wow, that's the three of the best. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that like a trifecta of stupidity? It's of a, of yeah. absolute leftist moronacy. Moronacy? Triple crown. Yeah, and, and you know, you, you brought up Lightfoot, and there was one guy that came out, and I'm sure there's more than one, but I, I saw one guy. I think he was Hispanic, and he said, "I I won't do one with her." He says, "I'm I'm one of the ones I could walk right up there and get the interview." He says, "I'm not going to that press conference mm-hmm. because of that because he saw that as racist, and that's the yeah. thing yeah. that most people just dis disavow." They say, well, right. she's just trying to be more inclusive. No, she's being exclusive. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 
She's cutting one particular segment out, and they'll say, well, that's because there's more white people around and all that, or Caucasians. Let's use that word. Um, And it's like, no, you can't do that. Again, you know, how do you, how can you, can you make it up? Can you reasonably in, in any factional way come and say, well, yeah, she can do that. It's okay. She's a mayor. But if I were mayor and I said, I don't want to do interviews with those people that she wants to do. And oh my gosh, they'd have. You know, the little that there'd be pictures out there like the one of Nancy Pelosi that has been floating around where she's dressed up in a Nazi uniform with a little Hitler mustache. <laughs> they would actually, but you know, a guy that would do that deserves it. I'm going to yeah. tell you right now if somebody comes out and they're saying, no, I'm not going to talk to black or brown reporters or people, period, and he gets labeled that way, then he deserves it. And I'm, yeah. I'm right there in the front row with Mike standing next to me saying he yeah. deserves it. We want this guy gone. He needs to go mm-hmm. because you know, it doesn't make it right when your side of the aisle does it. And it's still wrong. Wrong is wrong. No matter what. And I think that Tom, this is, this ties into where we're going here in regard to critical theory. Right. And what it is. And, uh, or as I wrote know, on my me- notes, what is it? Yeah, if you <laughs> because I'm going to let you explain it. What is it, my critical race theory? Go ahead. Okay, so I'm going to do my best here, and I have some stuff that I'll I'll read directly to you, and you'll that, you'll do other You know, m- most Americans they don't they don't really have very much familiarity with this, although you're starting to see it on the news and it's being propagated in schools. And sometimes it's called critical race theory. Other times it's just called critical theory or critical social justice theory. Wow, that's a mouthful. Yeah, and, and um, what it is, it's a philosophical perspective that's now part of a lot of different things. Professional life, the culture, uh, all the political air. Um, and it's a really bad thing because it's doing a lot of damage to unity and social cohesion and what they are trying to do is they're trying to use this and when that when i say they're trying to it's not really addressing the the, the actual so-called issue they're trying to address racial disparity in the education system policing and something called social mobility which means the ability to move up and down within society uh, whether it's economically or in uh, in your job or whatever, um, but it's especially being pushed in education. Now, to understand this, let me first and foremost tell you that it is a it's something that was started by Karl Marx. Mm. Now, if you don't know who Karl Marx is, um, he is you know Russian basically, and in the 1800s he developed something called Marxism. And some people you'll find uh, different viewpoints on his uh, uh, beliefs on where he stood religiously. Some say that he was not agnostic or atheist. Others will say that he is. But if you look at his writings in any depth or detail, you can clearly tell 
that everything that he has espoused and put into his Marxist ideology is anti-God. The opiate of the people. Yeah, this is exactly what he said, uh, that religion is just something that's used by the lower class of people to, you know, essentially, I'm paraphrasing here, make themselves feel better about where they are. Um, so, you know, through the years, it started there, and there are different people. There's one other major writer who some call a scholar, and his name is Herbert Mercuse. Uh, Mercuse is, uh, or was, German. He was born in 1898, died in 1979. He was a philosopher, sociologist, and political theorist. Um, and this guy developed something that was referred to as like libertarian socialism. He was called the leader of the new left, had a lot of radical policies, was very against um, capitalist democracies and, and considered them to be totalitarian. Most conservative people who know who this guy is have criticized his, his teachings to be very Marxist, very wrong. Um, and there's a lot of conflicting information out there about this guy on the Internet. But if you look at some of his writings, you can see that he was heavily involved in this critical theory. And there are many other writers out there, modern writers. I'm not going to go into the names of these people. Um, but they are continuing to propagate this. And you got to look at it. It is a Marxist, Leninist, communist ideology that is infiltrating every aspect of society, especially in the West. And why is it? Because a long time ago, the communists put forth a plan to destroy the West. And it wasn't through nuclear weapons. It wasn't through invasions uh, with guns on boats or, or aircraft. It was a very specific list of things that they wanted to do, and that, that involved infiltrating every area of society, all the way from government at the top to the schools to workplaces to unions, everywhere. And what they did when they did that was by infiltrating these areas of society, they were slowly and surely, it's like the frog in the uh, boiling water, able to... Uh, add all these ideologies and change the way that people thought, you know, repetition, like we talked about before, um, to follow this communist Marxist ideology and eventually destroy the West or the United States from within. So the Cold War may have, quote unquote, ended uh, in a lot of ways because the USSR fell, but the ideology, the satanic roots of Marxism, communism, uh, have continued on, and people have continued to propagate this. Uh, that's kind of a long thing before I get into the actual what is this critical theory. Uh, long but good. Um, Mike, do you have Marx's death date in there anywhere? When did he croak? Uh, let's see. I had it in here a little bit ago. Because he started one in the 1800s, right? Didn't he write? Like, yeah. So a lot of that stuff he wrote was in the 1800s? It was like the 1860s. Yeah. Um, While we were fighting the Civil War. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you know while, while you search for that. 1883. That's when he died. When he died. He was born in 1818. Okay, so folks, just, well, God took him out early. 
uh, by my standards. I'm 60, 64. so 70s, just not, you know. <laughs> anyway, um, so now you know where it started. You know, this Marxist mm-hmm. stuff that you hear about was propagated, you know, 150 years ago. Right. By this atheist, I believe. I mean, like mm-hmm. I say, you read what he said, you know, I don't know how anybody comes away with anything different. So if you fast forward up to the 20s, we run into a fellow by the name of John Dewey. Mm-hmm. And those who maybe say uh, Dewey, what was he? Was he a vice president? No, he was the, he's the fellow that gave you the Dewey decimal system. Mm-hmm. And big proponent of how we can shape minds through public school education. I have his, just a page of his books that he wrote. Uh, I don't have any quotes. I don't need them. Uh, I can tell you right now, he, he was a Marxist. He, he, he went along with Marxist idealism and he wrote like 28 books from what I can read here. I can see here. Let's see. Those six, 12, 18, 24, 30, 33. He wrote at least 33 books. Dictionary. Yeah. Isn't it though? Good catch (laughs) on your part, buddy. 33 would be the Masonic high priest number. Um, Mm -hmm. Experience and nature. uh, How we think. No. What's, what's a guy that came up with a library numbering system? No. Freedom and culture. I mean, it just goes on and on the list of his books. I didn't realize he wrote that many. Mm-hmm. But he's very highly respected amongst the the public education system for being a, a mm-hmm. big proponent of our public education system as we have it today. And some people will say, oh, you're anti-public education. Well, I'm anti the way public education is going for the reason oh, yeah. that you know they took God out of out of school with the removal of prayer and any mention of the Bible, other than to slam it. If you slam it, you'll probably be okay. And you know, you Christian teachers out there, God bless you. If there's if there's any listening, okay, I don't know that there are, but if there are, God bless you for trying to hold the line. But how long can you stay on that ship before they make you walk the plank? When they make you make a choice of Mm -hmm. do you even think that going to church and still teaching in our school, you know, gels depends on what church you go to, you know, they may, may let you go. Just a side note. I know personally a biology teacher who's now retired who went through something that was just horrendous. Uh, I think it was because she had a Bible on her desk and she didn't refer to, you know, the Darwinian theory as just a theory, but she also kind of gave the both sides of things. So people could, the kids in the class could, uh, you know, think on their own, come to their own conclusion. How dare she? And, oh man, it was a big ordeal. This was like 15 years ago. Uh, and they, they had a, a principal who I believe was, you know, a, a left-wing radical most are who went after her because one parent called and complained and it it was an ugly ordeal but that's just a a side note so yes it does happen there are some who are still in the schools but now they're being especially forced to be silent and there's a there's a video out there that i just saw this morning where 
a bunch of teachers were on a Zoom meeting. It may have been out west somewhere and you know, the left coast. But they essentially told these teachers, if you don't teach critical race theory, you'll be fired. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. It's, so, it's it, going to come to these, you know, if you don't adhere, because they, they got such a power grab. <clears throat> excuse me. They got such a power grab with the COVID. And I'm trying not to circle back to that. But, you know, look look what's happening within our colleges. Uh, 100 plus, 130 plus colleges have come out and said, if the students returning for the fall semester have not taken the experimental gene agent therapy, they can't come. Hmm. So what's that say? You know, the, the people in our society who have a less, good Lord, it's it's like 0.00001% chance of, of even getting the disease or, or, you know, being physically sick from it have to be inoculated. I, and I believe that there are two parts to this. One part is making people comply. And, and do what they're told and, and whatever is in that thing is going to, who knows what it's going to do to people. We know already that's done something to a lot of people and they've had a lot of really horrible symptoms and people died from it. The numbers up aside to almost 5,000. Yeah. Aside from that, it's a divisive thing where you're dividing people into the, those who have taken the shot and those who haven't taken the shot. And if you haven't taken the shot, you will, be forced to pay for that in some way no and the way that it is okay you don't get to have your college experience you can't come on campus now which is all it is anyway care. it's not an yeah. education it's experience yeah you exactly. get to meet people exactly. and make bonds with you know especially in the big league schools you know ivy league uh right. not the big league like the like ohio state university where you go there to the learn ohio. you yeah i'm sorry the uh, you go there to learn football but uh you know no that's actually they, they that's a good college folks they, you know they have a good medical school but i'm sure the medical profession is shot in the butt far as i'm concerned um yeah. what what you said or the arm yeah, yeah there you go <laughs> what you said was something that you know uh when i had leo on we talked about the device dividing of mm-hmm. people down lines and one of them's dividing them down the line of of race that's the big yep. one. That, That's or, the big one. Or, or, or you know, it maybe it's tied with dividing people down political lines. You know, it used to be like you said. I could disagree. You know, now we're only going to use this as an analogy. Say, say, I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll, t- I'll play the bad guy. Say I'm a Democrat and you're a Republican or a conservative or a real liberal. The, the real liberals that we're allowed to think, and I'm a liberal. Mm-hmm. We could be friends. And we could still, mm-hmm. I mean, you'd be, you know, pro this, pro that, and I'd be pro this. And, you know, oh, no, it's climate change. You know, you, you got to go with it, Mike. It's got to happen. And we'd have discussions and then, you know, laugh and, and you know, uh, in the parlance of the world, drink a beer and forget about it, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe drink six and really forget about it. But <laughs> if you get a shot, you'll get a free one. Did you hear that one? Free Budweiser if you get a shot. Uh, oh, man. Yep. Free, free Budweiser. And lottery. And then, you know, when you wake up the next day, the hangover, you go to Krispy Kreme, they give free donuts for a, for a year. 
But anyway, to get off that, but you know, oh, we we could have disagreements yeah. and still be friends. We could, you know, we could have disagreements and we wouldn't we wouldn't say, well, hey, you know, I can't really play in a Mike Mike and I played in a in a band together for a while and we had a lot of fun. You know, I can't play in the band with him because he's a nut job. You know, it, it, it's what that's where it's at now. Is mm-hmm. you know, you can't have this difference of opinion. You're you're divided. They've divided us, mm-hmm. and it's because a lot of people have really bought into either either side. And I'm going to tell you something. Those of you that are conservative Republicans may not like this either. And you all know I'm I am a conservative. I'm not a so much a Republican, but a conservative. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a believer in that and small government and all the other things. Uh, Republicans, Democrats, for the most part, two wings on the same dirty bird. Yeah, that right. There's only a few guys that are the feathers that are worth anything. And Rand Paul's coming out to be one. He always has been in my book. Mm-hmm. He's not perfect, but he's pretty good. Um, he knows how to pin them down. Um, Josh Hawley, Jim Jordan. Mm-hmm. Thank God we John got somebody in Ohio. Oh. <laughs> Not John F. Kennedy. No. John Kennedy John, from Louisiana. John Kennedy from Louisiana. He's, he had a statement he used the other day, something about, you know, Biden's trying to tell us that uh, it's like trying to make you believe that the stripper really likes you. Something <laughs> like that. I about fell out of my chair. I started laughing. I had to hit pause on the TV. Cause yeah, I think you'd have to consult with Hunter Biden on that one. <laughs> he comes up with those uh, those country witticisms yeah. that are just yeah too good. And I, 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 I I'm going to do a whole show someday, and it's going to be nothing but clips of of John Kennedy. <laughs> I almost said I think Terry. he was the uh, he was the uh, attorney general of uh, Louisiana for a while or something like that. He'd be a good one. I mean, he's yeah, a thinker. He, you know, he, that's that's a thing. Um, anyway, you know, th- divide the politicals, divide the the race, divide you by now the vaccine, the vaccine and the unvaccined. And I'm using that term, yeah. so don't get mad at me out there in, in Wonder World. Uh, but that's what they call it. And there's, I saw a thing today actually in New York City. They have mm-hmm. um, restaurants for only the vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Okay, there you go. Probably wouldn't want to eat there anyway. Wouldn't probably wouldn't want to eat there anyway because that means everybody in there is, uh, I guess Sherry Tenpenny uh, calls it not shedding, but spreading. They're literally not shedding. Because uh, just on a touch that for a second, I'm sure I'm going to have her on next, not next week, the week after the eighth, she'll yeah. be with me at four thirty in the afternoon. I'm going to have to get up, get over my nap quick. Um, she <laughs> she she's she used that terminology of they used to say you know these people are shedding the disease, but it's actually mm-hmm. a good thing to shed it because that's what how the good vaccines of the past you know you could vaccinate. 40%, 50% of the people, and they would shed the vaccine to other people, and they would become basically you know, immune. Uh, this thing, no, it's spreading, and people are getting sick. There's a lot of adverse reactions we've covered already. Let's get back to the racial thing. Yeah. Racial. I have. What is that name again, Mike? Critical race critical theory. theory. Critical race theory. Yeah. And I, I, and have, I have some. 
Yeah, go, 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 go ahead. Go, go. No, 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 you're good. Go ahead. I have some stuff here that I want to read that I think that the listeners would be interested in. We gave the background of Marxism and how it originated from there. I'm going to read this because this, the person who wrote this stated it very well. Go for it. Says, it says, critical theory emerged out of the postmodern intellectual movement of the mid-20th century that rejected core ideas of the Enlightenment and posits that truth, rather than being something that can be discerned by a reason or religious revelation, is in fact entirely a social construction. Postmodernism was eventually wed to Marxist theory through the work of scholars like Herbert Marcuse and staked the claim that rather than objective truth, there are only stories that we tell ourselves. And those stories generally are designed to justify or perpetuate power structures between oppressor and oppressed. So there's no objective truth. <laughs> there's only stories that we tell ourselves, and this is our reality. And it only perpetuates whether somebody is either an oppressor who oppresses people or the oppressed who's being oppressed by the person who uh, is the oppressor, which is it's if you think about it logically it's just pure trash what do you know what a way to put it um pure trash that herbert guy i've not is he new on the scene or he's been around for a while uh he died in 1979 oh, so, so he was someone he's definitely not new on the scene that's yeah, a, no, that's a new one in the ground i've I'd not yeah, heard herbert, of him Marcuse, look him up and see what you can find on him. I would encourage people to look him up as well. Don't use Wikipedia because they glorify him. Oh, good Lord, no. Use um, something uh, from a conservative event. If you duck, duck, go it, you'll find something good. Yeah, unfortunately, my poor iPad only knows Google these days. But that's all so, right. You have to be discerning in a, in a non-discerning world, folks. Go ahead, Mike. Just a little bit more about, you know, you talk about this whole theory throwing out logic and reason for feeling. So, continuing on here, postmodern theory does, does so mischievously and irrelevantly, irreverently, excuse me, even as it leaves nothing in reason's place, the idea of objective truth, even if it is viewed as always something beyond our reach, is abandoned. All we have are narratives, stories, whose meaning is entirely provisional and can be can in turn be subverted or problematized. This that's a, uh, that's a mouthful. Problematized. Problematized. Outstanding. Now, uh, this critical theory is something that is dominating the thinking of all the academic elites of universities. Now it's trickling down to schools. And um, the fact is that most people are not cultural and moral relativists. You know, whatever you believe is right for you and so on and so forth. Most people, that I think they believe that it, there is an objective truth, especially if you come at it from a biblical perspective, and that truth is unchanging. It, it, and it's easy to see what it is, whether it's scientific method, it's, it's a divine revelation, which is what I believe because the Bible gives us it very clearly, that you can look into these things or even combine the two together because real science and the Bible 
don't contradict each other, regardless of what some people say. Real, um, real, real. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, um, go ahead, go ahead. And, and and we know that there are things such as oppression, and sometimes this does happen, and people are oppressed. But let me say, just because someone feels like they're oppressed, it doesn't necessarily mean that that is true. If that's your perception, and you're basing it on how you feel, that that's not objective reality. That's just that's just you know, I got it in my head that I'm oppressed. So. Or it's been As placed in, in my head that I'm oppressed. Yes, exactly. Now, another big problem with this critical theory is, this is the most ridiculous part about this, and I'll try to explain it in a way that makes sense to the people who are listening. If you say that, uh, you know, this truth is this way for me and this one for you, uh, you cannot challenge the assumptions that are made. So if I feel like I'm being oppressed and and make that claim and you argue, no, that, that's, that's not true. You're not being oppressed. No, there's no debate in this. And because you refuse to acknowledge the fact that I am feeling like I am oppressed and that is my reality, then you are just simply continuing to live your oppressive uh, uh mentality and and have this viewpoint that you can't control because you were born into this uh, white privilege or power and no matter how deeply you deny this privilege and power you're just you can't challenge this so what i mean when you try and wrap your head around this it doesn't make any sense whatsoever but again this is designed to squash debate it's designed to squash any kind of conversation. We can't rely on reason, being rational, looking at science or any evidence, facts. You know, facts matter. Oh, no, they don't. Uh, no, they don't when it comes to this <laughs> leftist ideology. Instead, and this might sound familiar, the, the methods that they use reject those things that are based on reality. And their methods are instead storytelling and counter storytelling, appealing to people's emotions uh, that can be subjective uh, or interpreted different by different people because they've lived differently and they have a different life experience. And there's no morality in it at all. So again, we come back to the fact that this is just undermining the authority of the creator God, in, in my opinion. And it always comes back to that. In in the long run of everything, um, Satan or will it will it re- remove that? Just take that out. That's 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 a that's not really a proper name. That's what we use. But uh, in the garden, we had a usurper that came in to God's human family. Because yeah. uh, I'm reading a book by Mike Heiser, Doctor Mike Heiser, mm-hmm. dude well worth a read blows your mind though and he says i'm not going to attack the bible i'm going to show you what it really says you know god had his human family had his angelic or spiritual family you know kind of a thing it's mm-hmm. like two families and, he, and you think about it you know the, the the angels are his sons i mean 
yeah, well, however you want to look at it, I shouldn't get into that because that'll that'll get muddy. But you know, he's got his family, and here comes the usurper, the 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 serpent, who tells these people, no, nah, you know, God doesn't want you to partake of this because you will become like God. It says gods, mm. but and and you know, when you get into the de- depth of it, there's there are many gods. I mean, but there's only one big G God. Um, you know, but anyway, you covered it pretty well on that is, you know, everything comes back to the, how can we chisel away at, uh, true biblical Christianity, true biblical religion. Yeah. And they use all these different things to do it. You know, it's not the change of the planet itself warming or cooling. And I'm going to tell you what, I could go for some global warming today here where I'm at <laughs> 45, 50 yeah. degrees in, you know, two days away from June is, is not my idea um, of, so they had to change it to climate change. It's mm-hmm. changed. Well, of course it changes. Climate changes day to day. Good Lord. Yeah. I saw a guy talking on, on Tucker this morning when I was watching it. He says, in the last hundred years, yeah, we've gone up two degrees. That hasn't had a significant effect on anything, and man mm-hmm. had nothing to do with it. God mm-hmm. takes care of his planet. And one day, unfortunately, because of that usurper and the fact that we fell under his spell, we're going to pay for it too. And that's just the bottom line of it. You've answered a lot of questions so far that I had written down here under critical race theory. Yeah. First of all, what it is or what is it? Why do we yeah, need? I don't know. Why do we need it? We don't. Listen to me, no. folks. I'm gonna just a second, Mike. And I'm gonna turn you loose again. But here's the thing: you know, the people who are pushing it are on TV. Okay. Do you hear? Do you hear me or Mike on TV? You know, this this thing about white privilege, I don't even know where that comes from. I can take you 35, 40 miles from where I live right now into the, 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 the foothills of the Appalachians and show you a lot of white people who would argue about privilege. Now, they don't sit around whining about it. I'm talking about West Virginia. And I'm not knocking on West Virginians. We we over here like you know all the hillbillies, you know. But no, I'm not doing that. It's the truth. These people are living almost like a third world country, but they don't go around whining about it. Mm-hmm. You know, they 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 take care of themselves. They get done what needs being done. As long as the government doesn't get in there and start messing around, they do fine. That's where things start to unravel. Is when we have decided that. Uh, a certain segment of society needs to be taken care of by the government. I mean, we have the problem now. If you go to go to the store, there's nothing there. Why not? Why is there such a glut of uh, missing items at your local Walmart, Kroger, mm-hmm. uh, Food Lion, wherever you all shop? Because there's not enough people to stock the shelves. There's not enough people to drive the trucks. And why is that? Oh, it's COVID. No, it's not. It's because the government came along and said, we'll pay you to stay at home. Yeah. And God bless you if you're getting unemployment and you really need it because there are some jobs that went away. But there's also a ton of jobs out there to take 
And, you know, it, when the government says I'm here to take care of you, trust me. I got a, I've got a T-shirt that says, uh, so you think you can trust the government? It's got a picture of a Native American, and it actually says Indian on the shirt, so I'm surprised mm-hmm. I haven't gotten in trouble. Just ask an Indian. The government came to help them too. Here, we got a place for you. You know, they put them in the muddiest, dirtiest, uninhabitable, almost uninhabitable places that they could lock them in and say, it's all yours. No taxes, no nothing. You can build a casino and guess who gets the money from that? Somebody who's got their hand in the pocket of the governor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I got on, I got on a big rabbit trail there. You need, you're supposed to pull me back. You know, why do we need it? Yeah, you know, we don't need it. Yeah. We don't, we don't need critical no. race theory. We no. need to be, you know, my thing and you've heard me say it, Mike. You, I've written it to you when we're chatting or talking or whatever. And in this this program here and in, in my blog that I haven't touched for a while, critical thinking. Mm-hmm. Not being critical, but critical thinking. And yeah. I see that that's Dr. Dr. Sherry uses. Her podcast is actually, she's guys, that woman is doing all kinds of stuff. She calls it critically thinking with Dr. T. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, good thing I didn't name mine that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'd, I'd had to change it. She's definitely got more weight on it than I do. But that that's what God calls us for critical thinking. It, you know, from the very beginning, we go back to Genesis. God said, don't eat here. And then here comes the the usurper, the nakash, the sa- serpent, Satan, whatever you want to call him, the devil, who said, no, nah, it's okay. And they didn't do their critical thinking. They didn't say, wait a minute, God said, you know, and we should listen to him. Ah, oh, don't listen to him. Tom, I don't know how we are on time. Um, I have just a couple points. I don't know how you are on time. How, are you good? <laughs> how much time do you have? I just have a couple more points, really, for you to kind of carry you know, on to lay this out. I mean, I, we'll go as um, long as you want. I can't. I guess you can't mow. <laughs> <laughs> that's true go ahead so we've we've defined you know the marxist uh beginnings of this and what it is and how it makes no sense to us who are critical thinkers okay so where what's worrisome about this why should we be concerned about it and where is it going to lead because if let's just give an example here if everything about this critical race theory is about exposing the power that the quote unquote bad guys have and giving it to those who are without power, who are considered the good guys or the oppressed, then how can that be accomplished if those who are in power just won't get out of the way? Okay. So what, what are they going to do with it? Well, ultimately they have to use extreme measures coercive measures to not just create the idea of equality and opportunity, uh, but they have to implement this uh, critical theory to centralize power with the authority to silence those who dissent, those who speak out against it. And what do they want to do? They want to redistribute wealth and privilege to those who they think are worthy of it. So what you have here is this 
uh, Marxist Orwellian regime, like in 1984, which has an aim. They want to use critical theory, like the ones who created it, Marcuse, and there's another uh, person uh, named Foucault, or it's F-O-U-C-A-U-L-P, maybe French. And what they are trying to implement is something similar to what has happened all over the world where regimes, Marxist regimes, who murdered over 100 million people in the 20th century. Yeah, easily. Are creating this utopia. And, you know, another name I want you to remember is somebody named Robin D'Angelo. Robin D'Angelo created a, wrote a book called White Fragility, whatever that means, and has made millions of dollars, was paid $12,000 by the University of Kentucky to deliver a two-hour keynote speech. Oh, my gosh. You have Black Lives Matter, which is a Marxist organization. The founder is Marxist and said that the, the state of Israel should be eradicated, by the way. Mm-hmm. They set out to destroy America's founding. All the key historical figures are racist, whether it's uh, rewriting American history and making us have uh, be portrayed in the worst light possible. So they've gotten into schools, and some of the teachers actually in schools, they don't even realize how pervasive this is, though they, because they have been taught under this system. So they're just regurgitating the things that they've been taught. And so they're catering now to Native Americans, you know, labor unions, women, gays, all this stuff. And the bad guys are white men, the American founding fathers, anybody who's leading a business or has their own business or, or even big CEOs, the military, and, of course, any religious institution. So they've soaked us all in this mess, and, and it's become so pervasive. You know, there are cases where racism exists. I think we can identify people who are racist. Unfortunately, they seem to be on the other side. And remember, a lot of times people project things, so those that are calling others racist are usually the ones that are most racist themselves oh. and look at people's color or different way that they look as what defines them, not as, you know, uh, it's been said, uh, the content of one's character. Right. So we're we're headed down a very dangerous slope here. Uh, and, and I think the big concern that we have is not that uh, racism is all over, it's prevalent, and we have to fight against it. Yes, we should stand against it, 100%. Like, we should also stand against those who are uh, lashing out against uh, the Jews. Yeah, it's ungodly. It is ungodly. Whatever is ungodly, we should always, as Christians, we need to stand against. We have to. And, again, the big concern here is that the people who are propagating this, not only are they benefiting financially, like the founder of Black Lives Matter uh, recently purchased, like, four homes for $3.2 million. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Eh, and and is resigning to take book deals in a TV series or whatever. Never never yeah, worked a day in her life in a real job that yeah. we know of. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like a president we had before. Yeah. Probably was, probably two what? of them actually. We got one now. Well, yeah, that's true. Oh Biden, oh Biden, Mama. Yeah, 
<laughs> now, Obama three point Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Here, here's something, and we'll touch on it. I say time. Who, what is time, Mike? Um, the 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 words that we haven't used and they use all the time: systemic racism. Yeah, yeah. I I have a I have a theory, in my or an opinion. My opinion goes this way: it's not really systemic; it's systematic. You know, that is a good way to put it. They're they're systematically taking an approach to tear apart something, and mm-hmm. systematically replace it with a system that empowers the left for the most part. They have mm-hmm. they have pulled these people in, and you know that. But you hear it all the time: systemic racism, systemic racism, systemic race. If I hear it again. You know, I'm going to start throwing things at the TV. I, I, like I said, I don't watch much news. It, I'll turn it on here and there. But you don't have to watch news. We were watching a show that Barb and I like, um, uh, da, 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 New New Amsterdam medical show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's interesting. You, you know, you always know that Hollywood's left. You know, or New York, wherever they put it together. But they did an entire program. We watched it yesterday. I have it taped. We watched it yesterday, and it was all about systemic racism within the hospital, and how can how can how can the Jewish fellow that runs a hospital fix this systemic racism? You know, and and you know, he went through this whole thing, and then there's a big, you know, one 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 line that came out was a black lady, a doctor plays a doctor, I should say. She she says, you know. You you got to listen to yourself. You're you know just because you're a white woke liberal, mm-hmm. you can't fix the system by walking around and looking. You got to start stopping and listening to people. And you know, in a way, she's right. You know, and but what what really hit me was the white woke liberal. Mm. You know, that's a new that's a new term we've we've come up with is those that are woke. Mm-hmm. You know, Mike and I have been awake for a long time now. Uh, and awake and woke are two different things. Different, yeah. They're like opposite, really. Exactly. exactly. Uh, being awake is being alive. You know, you, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, we. <laughs> I used to use. I still do every now and. I use my little matrix opening. I still have a piece of it in there. Welcome to the desert of the real. Mm-hmm. It's from the matrix. And, and you know, I, I don't promote movies for people to watch, but if you can watch it and understand what really it's saying or what they're trying to portray in there, you, you can, you can figure out where you're at, you know, as far mm-hmm. as, I mean, and you know, you, you don't need a movie to get you there. God will get you there just as quick. Or quicker, actually. I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to mm-hmm. say it that way. But you know, um, it's it's one of those things that you know, if you don't have a good, solid relationship with Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. you're gonna get you're gonna get pulled under. And I'm gonna use I'm gonna talk about one small thing, and then we're gonna cut. All this stuff goes back to, you know, Mike covered a lot of really interesting things go back and listen to this again possibly about Karl Marx and we discussed Dewey and we discussed uh what was it Marcus mm-hmm. and these other ones you know they 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 bear to be looked into 
so that you understand exactly who and what they promoted and what they were up to. Uh, in the 40s and 50s, there was a mind control experiment that I don't really think ever ended that was run by the, by the United States CIA, the American CIA. It was called MKUltra. Now, they used drugs and whatever to see if they could, you know, hypnotism and all kinds of other things to embed people with ideas and triggers and whatnot and see how they would react. I mean, that, that's the kind of stuff that has gone on in our nation. You know, we're not, we're not solely with clean hands here. And, you know, to use the drugs and get people, you almost have to, you know, you'd have to drug the water supply and then supply the the outside, but they don't need to anymore. They've got the TV, the internet. They can make you think what they want you to think. And if you don't critically think, you will buy the lie. And you're going to be just as susceptible to triggers and all the, and we'll maybe on my program later, we'll do an MK ultra uh, expose i've talked about it before but it's they, it was all about triggering you know getting you so that when you see a certain thing hear a certain phrase it sets you off or it yep. makes you do something and uh you know this sounds like science fiction but i'm gonna tell you right now it's just like i've heard you know a guy say the other day conspiracy theories are no longer they're no longer theories they're fact what was a conspiracy theory last year or the year before has come to fruition. It's happening right in front of you. The world is unfolding in, a, in an odd way that we are not used to. And uh, this this thing here, I mean, it's another one. I mean, it's the mind control, folks, it's happening. You get it from oh, the my. pulpits and everything else. That's true. And, you know, I know a lot of people – tune into your program uh, just you know, to find out what's going on alternatively that they don't hear about elsewhere, but also to have that biblical perspective. And I try to do that too. Um, you just spurred something in it kind of dovetails in right here. We were talking earlier about Satan mm-hmm. and even before the show and how he masquerades as an angel of light. And that's in second um, Corinthians 11, but I want to read, if I can here, you can do a yeah. passage. Yeah, go for it. Uh, and just give you a thought, kind of my final thought on this, because we could go on about, you know, critical theory forever and really dive into it, but we gave you a lot today. And we don't want to, we don't um, want to become yeah. boring or yeah. you know, repetitious or whatever. Yeah. Go ahead. So second Corinthians 11 uh, verses 12, starting verse 12, it says, this is Paul talking, and I will keep on doing what I am doing in order to cut the ground from under those who want an opportunity to be considered equal with us in the things they boast about. Okay, that's the first part of it, and you see that sometimes that happens even from within the church. It happens from outside when government becomes people's God. Let me continue on. For such people are false apostles, deceitful workers, masquerading as apostles of Christ, false Christ. Antichrist. Verse 14, and no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. An angel of light would be appealing to people and they would look how beautiful. Mm-hmm. Verse 15, this, I love the ending of this. 
It is not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. Sorry, I read that wrong. It is not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness. Their end will be what their actions deserve. I want to, I want to reiterate in that, and I love that you read that whole thing. That was that was good. I'm reading from the James. I'm reading from the King James, brother. And I'm only doing this not not because I hold it as so much higher than everything else. Because I already discussed that. And I think it's a good translation as any. But I, I like the word that 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 the uh, old King James uses in. Uh, uh, for such, this is verse number 13, for such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into apostles of Christ. Mm-hmm. Transforming. So they're, they're basically saying, poof, here I am. Uh, what, what, what did yours say in that? Oh, I just popped over to King James. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. It, 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 it's on tape. But, you know, the, the thing is, is they have the ability and mm-hmm. and you know, um, in in uh, in this one also it says ministers. Mm. You know, it, it uses the word down further. I think it's about uh, yeah, verse fifteen. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also transformed into ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be. Um, and I'm and again not trampling on what you read. That was really good. I like I like that I like that translation as well, but I, I, I do I do think that these people have this thing where you know they they uh, just you know and again it goes back to the Second Timothy three evil men will get more and more and more. Uh, not only do they multiply, it seems, but they they get worse. I mean, when you've sold yourself out to oh, yeah. lies and deceit. And you've transformed yourself, as it says, or or uh, the other way. Uh, what do you want? I mean, come on, folks. You got to you, you got to be able to sit there and say, "I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to listen." Hey, um, what is this? John eight, um, forty, forty four. Yeah, I think it is forty four. Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do, or you. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaks his own, I'm going to throw a word in, language, for he is a liar and the father of it. When people lie, they aren't speaking English. They're speaking devilish. They're following after the father of lies. God is the father of truth, the holy God of the of the Bible is the author of truth. Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. And if you don't have your faith there, you're following the father of lies. You can sit in a pew and warm it every Sunday, Sunday night and Wednesday, whatever whatever your meeting times are. But if you don't take anything out of that and into the world, 
you have the ability or you have the capability to fall under the father of lies. Mike, you want to wrap up with anything? Any last words? No, I, you know, I, just to cap on that, we have to recognize what truth is, number one, by studying the word, by knowing what God says is absolute truth, not this relativism garbage of how I feel and basing everything on emotion. But we, when we do that, we can see what lies are. And we need to know that as Satan is masquerading as something that he's not, an angel of light, when we recognize this, we can see what's truth and we can discern what is real truth versus what is something that's being put on us. We can compare it in a a biblical way and know which path to follow. When we see all these people lying and saying these things, you can look at it without a shadow of a doubt in your mind and say, hey, I can tell that this guy or, or woman is peddling falsehood. It's just straight up lying. And it becomes easier and easier to see it because we don't want to be deceived. I mean, we keep hammering on this over and over again. We don't want to be deceived into following something that will draw us away from God. And that's what the attempt of Satan is, is to draw us from the Father. To uh, He seeks to Always. steal, kill, and destroy. Always. That's what he wants to do. Always. Always. It's all he knows. It's all he can do. God wants a relationship with you, and he wants a pure relationship, a real one. And uh, nothing drives the devil more crazy than that. The music's rolling, but that doesn't mean anything. Mike, it's been a pleasure once again. Definitely. I always like getting you on here, and we can do some talking and discuss the things that are happening i think people really enjoy it when we get together and we'll do it more often as time goes on mike give us a little where are you at where can we find you i'm in ohio i knew that (laughs) (laughs) on the internet (laughs) yeah on the web uh no i'm on MeWe. i'm on anchor uh my podcast is the world turned upside down uh, you can also find me on uh, Parlor and Gab and all those places if you want to check out the things that I'm uh, putting out there. Um, always enjoy being on your show and listening to, to the stuff that you put out as well. So, and likewise, uh, thanks to for you, having me today, Tom. I'm on Parlor as well when they let me do anything. When it, when it works, it's really been sketchy yeah. lately. Anyway, folks, that's it for today. This is Tom Richardson with Mike Lyons. From the world turned upside down, this is the Removing Confusion podcast. I know we went a little longer than normal, but we covered a lot of stuff that I think you know. Let it, let it seep in. Get a good, get a good taste of it, and stay in your Bible, stay in prayer. Draw as close as you can to God, and he's he's just his arms are open. Have a great day.